All right, let's swing back to Dodgers, though. So, yeah, they do sign Ryan Brazier, who was awesome for them last year. So he was cut by the Red Sox, goes to the Dodgers, and they are like, dude, new cutter, what do you think? It worked. 0-7-0 ERA, and like Robert mentioned, he wanted to go back. He's back for two years with the incentives here that can take it up to $13 million. That's what you know enabled them to make that. Caleb Ferguson deal, obviously a, a bit of a roster crunch when the Dodgers have just super dudes everywhere. So they also had Dodger Fest this past weekend. Would you like to get to some of the comments that were recited at Dodger Fest? Sure. <laughs> Did, but before we get to it, though, I know you're going to show the Mookie comment, but the mm-hmm. the picture with Shohei's arm, everyone was like freaking out about the scars. No one ever seen a Tommy John scar before? Yeah, that's what that, it looks like. That's exactly what it looks million like. Million people. There was nothing like he's just he. That's who he is. Like if like if LeBron James gets a normal baseball surgery, people are going to freak out about it. Before we head to the comments by Mookie Brazier, you have to remember too. Back in twenty one, he got hit in the head coming back from a rehab assignment. That stuff doesn't like you. Don't just like, oh, well, I'll just come back and everything is going to be fine. He got hit on a by a line drive in the side of the head. And he dealt with some issues trying to come back from that. And, you know, to be able to find a place where he's comfortable, obviously everyone's going to say, well, everybody wants to play for the Dodgers. But he's comfortable in L.A. He had success, success that he had when they won the World Series. Just another great piece. Yeah, you're right. Um, There were a ton of interesting comments. We'll start with the one that got the most headlines. So Mookie Betts addressing the crowd and addressing what the Dodgers are going to bring to the table for every opponent this season. I mean, every, every game is going to be the other team's world series. I mean, it is what it is. It's what we signed up for, you know, I mean, every, every game is going to be the other team's world series. I mean, it is what it is. It's what we signed up for, you know? And yeah. so- he only said it once, by the way, we're just playing it on repeat because I think some clubhouses might do that. You know how, There'll be the video room in some of the clubhouses or next to the clubhouse, and they'll be playing stuff on a loop. Have you ever seen that where they'll play like the starting pitchers' pitches mm-hmm. on a loop? You ever seen those videos that mm-hmm. you yep. pass by and you're not really <laughs> supposed to look, but you just give it a little peek and say, ah, I know your game plan now. Um, but anyway, don't you think they're going to play that on a loop? And obviously, there it is, Why? the quote. Why are you going to play that on a loop? Some people, some people obviously, the, the Dodger haters out there are like, oh, you can't say that. Some people I saw in X Twitter, people were like, well, I guess Mookie's not getting a hit all year. Did you see, like, because they were making fun of him for last postseason where he went, like, him and Freddie went, like, one for 22 or whatever. I'll take him on my team, then. Yeah, I know. I, listen, <laughs> I will, too, but it was just funny how people yeah. were like, well, I guess he ain't getting a hit all year, then. If it's the World Series. I mean, just people are crazy. Would this piss you off? All right, we got, let's go down the player, right. the player right. lineup. Listen when, I, listen, when I played against the Yankees for all those years, guess what? Every time you played them, it was a big – when you're facing, you know, Jeter – Clemens, Pettit, Mariano, Bernie, Posada. You're like, I better bring it or they're going to whoop our asses. So, yeah, this is exactly what he's saying. The Braves have the same way. People are going to get up for the Braves, the Phillies. I mean, it, it doesn't change. He's not wrong. Change. I don't no. think he's wrong at all. I think he's 100% right. It's not like it's not like he attacked a certain fan base. No. I remember no. Back, in, back in like 07, Jimmy Rollins was like, well – the NL East goes through Philly now, not through New York. Like he attacked, and he got booed in New York for the rest of his career. But Mookie wasn't—he wasn't attacking any fan base. He wasn't being snarky about it. 
he's exactly right. Now, it's not, they're not the World Series, like, oh, you know, slam dunk, they're going to definitely win it. But they clearly have done stuff that is going to make everybody think exactly what AJ just said. They, they need pitching still, though. That- Walker Bueller's not going to start the year healthy. I and mean, right now it's Glasnow, Yamamoto, Miller, James Paxton, if he's healthy, and Sheehan or Stone until Bueller. But we'll see. Glasnow hasn't made it, but pitched more than 130 innings in his career, right? Yamamoto's new. Paxton definitely has an injury history, right? Bueller's been out for a long time. This isn't like a this isn't like a dream's dream of a rotation here to start the year for Dave Roberts and the in the Dodgers. The upside is a dream. The, the upside is if they can keep them all healthy and keep them out there. But you know we're, we're you know we're only listing five. But Yamamoto's a guy that probably needs a six man rotation too. They got to find another guy. Who's the anchor? Who's the anchor of this staff? Like you, you paid a lot to Yamamoto. Who's the anchor? Are you looking at Miller like? Hey, you know, you have the least uh, – oh, wait, no, you were just up from the minor leagues. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of – there's some question marks in there. Even if they bring back Kershaw, he's not ready right away. I mean, there's a lot of question marks in there. Their bullpen's going to be good again. But yeah. their starters are going to be very, very questionable. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on this team. Pressure is a privilege, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. And pressure – when you have pressure going into the year, that means you're supposed to be good. And you want that as a player. I always wanted – man – if I went into a year in the, in the papers like, man, this is the last place team. Like, this is going to be a shitty year. You went into the season, you're like, oh, man, we got a chance to win. You're like, all right, let's <laughs> go, boys. Right? I mean, man, it it's just one of those things. Like, I wanted I wanted this as a player to be like, everyone bring it. I mean, bring it on. Like, we're supposed to be good. Let's go. Let's prove them right. And if it doesn't work out, it didn't work out. But it's much better to be in that situation than be on a team going to the year going, man, if this team doesn't lose 100 games, it'll be a miracle. Well, let, <laughs> let me ask you this, Todd Father. So let's say you're playing against the Dodgers this coming season. Like AJ mentioned, you're going to kind of play up and be like, let's go. We're going against the big boys right here because mm-hmm. you got to play up to this kind of competition. Do you think teams will literally play better against the Dodgers this coming season because they do have the number one target on their back? I would say more than any other team in baseball right now because of what they just did this offseason. Like, will they get every opponent's best better than they would in the past? Or is that not really a thing in baseball? No, I, I think the expectations of whatever, say like the Pirates come in and they're playing the Dodgers. Now you, your expectations are a little higher. I mean, it's. I think they're going to get everybody's best, yeah. And they come in L.A., they're going to try and stomp on you just like L.A. is going to try and hold them off. So I do – I was one of those guys, you know, when you face a team, that winning team that's got a best – you know, I should say a better record than most. I wanted to show them, dog, hey, listen, we're here to play too. So I think they're going to get everybody's best. I think they're going to have to – battle their tails off i think they're going to be a really good team i think they're going to win over 100 wins and i think they're going to do just fine but still i think every team that comes to play them or wherever they go it's going to be a packed house it's going to be loud it's going to be crazy and it's going to be raucous and i think that's only good for the sport too as well because you have more competition and guys like oh no i'm not i'm not i'm not taking a day off here i want to show yamamoto what i'm about i want to show you know Last now, oh, you came over to LA. Guess what? Doesn't matter where you go. I want to. I want to try and knock you out of the park. So, yeah, your energy levels, your expectations, and um, you know, getting the boys going is just a little bit higher than usual. Thing I'll be interested in watching. Yes, the other teams are gonna quote unquote try their best. Like I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. Like you're gonna try your, you should be trying your best all 162 games. But that's a whole nother discussion. How is this team going to build themselves up to not be the first round exit again? 
like Max Muncy talked about. Like I think other guys have kind of hinted at, like maybe this is really good for the season and we can do this for the season. How's this team going to, as a lineup, withstand that first round, you know, getting three wins before the other team gets three wins in a shortened series? That's going to be, to me, that's going to be the interesting thing to watch throughout the season if they make any little tweaks that you can notice that will work in the postseason. Pitching. They better find some pitching. They have pitching for the postseason if those guys are healthy. If they resign, Yeah, if they are. Yeah. If, but I mean, I don't think they want Kershaw starting. A but I'm saying they, they thought they were in a good spot last year and it didn't work. Yeah. Right. They thought they were in a good spot. 22 didn't work out. But if the guys that With are their starting that, rotation, you thought, yeah, but both, but, but, and their bullpen. So like in 22, right. I did the Dodgers Padres series, right. Mm-hmm. Their bullpen got blown out in that series. That's why they lost. I remember I, I told the story, we went into the Dave Roberts office. Before the game, and he's like, yeah, I want to stay away from this guy and this guy and this guy. And guess who the first guys in the game were for the Dodgers? Those guys, he said, because their starters couldn't get anywhere. But that's, that, been the, that's been the story of the Dodgers in the postseason. Their starters, they don't use their starters enough, not only in the regular season, but definitely in the postseason. So they get in these long series, and they lose because their bullpen gets tired. And they can't make the moves that they can make in the regular season by bouncing guys up and down and making, you know, ILs and, options and this and that. I mean, it's just a different animal. And if you're not built, you can build a team however you want to build it and have the best depth, which the Dodgers clearly do. But when you get into those five and seven game series and you don't get those off days and you don't get as many moves to be able to make, it catches up with you. And it's done this year after year after year with the Dodgers. See, I disagree. I think they just have to hit. They have to hit. I know in the long series, I agree, I agree with what you're saying. In the long series, they just, you know, it's like, oh, we're just going to, Go right to the bullpen, which some of their starters are kind of like bulk guys. Five innings here, five innings there. So they're going to have the same type of issues. This team should just bang. And I don't know many teams that have come through the season just smashing and go to the playoffs and keep smashing. Like they have to have that, you know, the thing that comes to my mind is the Astros. Low strikeouts, high walks. And I think the Dodgers have that lineup, but they have to be able to do that once they get to once they get to the postseason. Or maybe it's an advantage to be a wild card team, and that's why the Phillies are just keeping their <laughs> well, team together. And they're like, you know yeah. what? The yeah. Braves can keep winning their division. The Dodgers can keep winning their division. We're cool. Most teams lately that make it far are wild card teams. But here's here's the thing. Love it. How many teams can just smash their way through the playoffs? There hasn't been one. You got to have some pitching. You have to have starting. They pitching. do have pitching. You, okay, the team. I, I'll say this, and I will die on this sword. The team with the best starting pitching wins almost every time. But their talent in every series you want to find. But what what don't you like? The the talent in the rotation okay, is there. Fine, You're just worried but, about the innings. But they but don't, they don't care. let them go deep enough at times. They don't let them go. Oh, Rich Hill, the one year was throwing like a no hitter, and Dave Roberts like second time through, whatever. Nope, you're out, and then they they got smacked, right? Because because then it caught up to them. They won a World Series based on that against they, they, true, but they the won race. a World Series in a shortened year, which is you know, listen, they still won it. Okay, don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, they still won it, but but they didn't win it where their bullpen had been taxed for 162 games plus a long postseason. And all their guys had been taxed, right? It was 60 Correct. games, and then boom, we jumped into the bubble. They were piggybacking starters. Remember, Arias exactly. was big later in the game. Exactly. So that, to me, 
listen, they, they still want it. I'm, I'm not saying there should be an asterisk or any of that stuff. Nope. I'm saying they still want it. Yeah. It's just a different animal when you have to go 162 and then start this five, seven, seven game series. That's a lot of taxing on not only your starters that don't go deep, but then your bullpen. And like we talked about, Yamamoto might need a six man rotation. They got to find another starter somewhere. I mean, they don't. The, the young I mean, they guys have some young guys, in. but are they going to yeah. count on all young guys? For the regular season, you can. That's the thing. The regular season okay, is very then different. Okay, let's say they get to the postseason. No. Well, no, they're not starting in the postseason. They're hoping – what is their starting rotation? Their dream starting rotation in the postseason right now, Kratz, is Yamamoto. Glass now. Glass now. Bueller. Bueller. That's it. That's really but your one, two, three, and then everything Bueller's, else is fun. They're going to bring them back on – which one on short rest? So you want a fourth? Mm-hmm. Who do you want for the fourth out of that group? I love Miller. Miller. I love, I love Miller. Miller. Yeah, okay, Bobby my Miller, question. Yeah. Okay. Bueller's going to be on a pitch count, innings count this year. I mean, yeah. But starting yeah. him late helps because then. True. But still, it's going to be, what, 100 innings? So you're going to just boom, boom, boom and hope you time it right for the postseason? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yamamoto, he's going to be on an innings count. Is he? No. Yes. Glassnow has you never pitched more than 130 innings, I think we said. Yeah. All so, right. So here, I have a new idea. Time will tell. Todd, we start the season May 15th for the Dodgers. They can forfeit the first 45, and then they'll win the rest. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I get what they're saying. It's just for me, I think certain teams are taking the quality over quantity approach. The Dodgers are like, we, we got this down. We know how to win the regular season. We need to win the postseason. And so we're going to get high upside arms. And even if half of them are hurt, if we have five and three of them are good to go, we're going to be yeah. in better shape than we were this past season when it was a broken Kershaw and a bunch of young dudes who didn't know where they were. Mm-hmm. Here's what AJ's saying in a nutshell. You need your starters to go longer. And without an anchor of that staff, you're never giving your bullpen that one out of every five, one out of every six days essentially off and not getting burned out because it just adds up July, August. It's... And part of the reason guys get traded and they go to a new team and all of a sudden they excel because with the other team, if they're worth being traded for, they're getting used every other day. Whether they're in the game or they're getting dry humped, they're getting used. So this team and every team needs to figure it out how they can't just say, okay, look at what the Cubs did. Oh, you know, let's go. Right to a lot, Alzale. Let's go right to you know the next guy. Let's go right to our three guys. Oh, next day, one one run game. Okay, next guy. All build up on top of the fact that your starters don't go long. That's why the Dodgers need somebody to step up and be their seven inning guy. Their Corbin Burns, their Garrett Cole, their you know Blake Snell's not not anywhere yet. So it's 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 that it's that aspect that they need to be able to have success later on. Usually it's a problem for Todd Father, but Todd Father, someone's coming in to see you. They have their own problem, okay? And they're going to need some advice versus you having a problem and needing to solve it. So I need your best kind of seniority mentorship for a friend of ours who actually just recently joined us on the show. So first off, let's see what we got running here. What's the problem? (laughs) All right, so All right. why don't we run the, the quote for you Other from the manager of the New York Yankees, Aaron Boone, who was recently on the show giving us the lowdown on what the uh, Soto Judge 2-3 pop in the lineup is going to look like. The problem is you got to 
make contact with that baseball, which might be a little tougher on one of those days when Corbin Burns is lining up for the Baltimore Orioles. He said that could be a bit of a problem, which, you know, kind of plays exactly to what we do here on FT. So Booney's sitting in your office. What are you doing about it? And remember, it's still the offseason. You can still do things to add to your roster. Sure. First thing I would say, hey, we don't speak out loud, okay? We keep things to ourselves. So that's one thing I would tell them. I'd say, listen, if we do have a problem, let's keep it hush and let's work within the system to make it better or find somebody else. But, yeah, it it's a problem for sure. It's uh, The Orioles are getting better. They've gotten a lot better with that acquisition of Corbin Burns, and at least he's honest about it because I said it last week. Uh, I'll say it again. You know, Garrett Cole and Corbin Burns, they might be battling out for a Cy Young now. I mean, he's that good. So, and the other thing, we don't know how Carlos Rodon is going to be this year. It's that unknown. So there's Nestor Cortez is another one. Both were injured, kind of, and they're making their way on their comeback trail. What we've heard is they're having a good offseason, whatever that means. I'm not a, I'm not big into knowing somebody had a good offseason. I want to see how they throw in spring training and get after it. But, yes, it definitely is a problem for the AL East, and the Orioles are coming once again. The Orioles are coming. They won 101 last year. They already came. They're there now. They're they're, there, but they didn't really do much with it. They're there, though. They did more than the Yankees did, that's for sure. That's true. That's true. I mean, also, I will say this. The, what, top a top three closer in the game in Felix Bautista Mm -hmm. is lost. True. You're not going to have him for at least most of the season. Will Kenobi as good as he was last year? Will Kenobi as good? I still think they could add a bullpen arm. They should. They could. They need to. If If they could find the right one, whether trade or... Free agency, it'd be nice for them to add one more bullpen arm just as backup. I know Kimbrell's possibly a Hall of Famer, but there's some shakiness in Craig. As much as everyone, I mean, I love Craig, but there's still some shakiness in there. But, you know, can Cano do it again? He had never really done what he did until last year. Um, and some of their other guys, too, I think need to take a, take another step. So we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, I love their starting rotation. I love their lineup, obviously. And whew, this puts them kind of back at the top, I think, of the AL East again. Yeah. I mean, they, they won it last year. Didn't they kind of add a bullpen arm in signing Corbin Burns? You know, you, you establish somebody that's going to throw you 200 innings. We talk about 200 innings like it is the, like, unreachable plateau, and you bring in a guy that does this instead of bringing in a starter that they were going to pay for, you know, a one-year, you know, one seven to $9 million deal. They're bringing in a guy that's going to throw you that seventh and possibly eighth inning instead of, the fifth, possibly sixth inning. So Burnsy kind of kind of does that, and I think I think Cano is really going to be the the game changer here for this team in that bullpen. He's not a strikeout guy, so where does that put you? You can't really slide him into the bullpen into the closer role because you need to get a guy back there that can punch dudes out. He does better with clean innings. Yes, he can roll up a ground ball double play, but you got to play the odds that he's not going to punch out guys, especially when he's not punching out more than one guy per inning. Let me ask you guys this. Who who would you say has the better bullpen right now? Oh, Yankees. Okay. And you do you think that the Orioles with Burns have the better starting rotation, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. just, so there's For me, be, yes. If you ask me to – Who has a better lineup? I'll take the Orioles, one through nine. Hmm. Yeah, but – there's some there's uh, some big there's some big gaps like the difference in the number three hitter for the Yankees and the difference in the number three hitter for the Orioles. It, there's a even though even though yeah. the two and three for each team could all be all stars, 
there's a there's a significant gap in Gunnar Henderson and Juan Soto and Adley Rutschman and Aaron Judge. And Santander was their three hitter for a good chunk of the season. I mean, he's a good player. I like him a lot. Really, but great. trying to comp him to a Soto or a Judge, no. Right. It'll so be, there's there's more fun, of a yeah. top top high end. But if you asked if you asked me two years ago, who would have a better rotation? I mean, who was the biggest who was the biggest name out there on the market starting pitching wise? Carlos Rodon. Yankees got him. Yeah. He I think the Yankees go on how he does. And that's saying a lot to say Garrett Cole has to be a Cy Young winner, Cy Young candidate again. But to me, this ro- that rotation really hinges on that. And the Orioles just have a better one-two punch with consistency and guaranteed – not guaranteed, I can't say guaranteed, but the consistency at that top with Grayson Rodriguez being the one that's kind of that, okay, if Grayson Rodriguez does good – then the Orioles are a nasty one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're John Means. He's pretty good, too. Yeah. Really good. Coming off of Tommy John, too. No hitter in, in his then, career. And Kramer wasn't bad for him either. So yeah. Great Tyler Wells five. is pretty good, too. I mean, he's probably going to be in the bullpen, I guess, to start the season. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he had some good times. Remember, he got optioned in late July. He had a 3-1-8 with, in, in 18 starts. He, he was starting to tire a little bit, right? And they gave him a little bit of a mm-hmm. reset. But, man, he's pretty good, too. Deep. There's a lot of talent there. The, the difference for me, Todd Father, is the Yanks are, are top heavy. They've been top heavy the last few years. Like a lot of relying on Judge and Cole. Now you'll say that with Judge and Soto. I mean, Judge and Soto are better right now hitters than anybody on the Orioles. I think that's pretty easy to say. But the Orioles have so much depth. Like even if you know half of these young dudes don't end up being stars. There's so many of them. That's why they had to make trades. Like they have a log jam. I mean, DL Hall was just on the show with us. He's talking about Joey Ortiz, who is capable of being a starting player in major league baseball. I mean, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a spot at all and he's 25 years old. It's not like he's 21. It's like, Oh, you know, we can let him marinate in the minor leagues for a little bit. He's ready. He can hit in the, in the minors. Like he has shown he's ready to play. He definitely has the glove ready to go already. And the Orioles are like, we literally have no spot for this guy. Not only do we have no spot now, but then there's three or four more infield position players coming up. So forget it, you know? So it makes the trade easy for them. But that's the difference for me is the Yanks don't have the same depth. Who's going to be healthy? How's the starting pitching going to be? And who's going to come to play? Because with the Yankees, some guys kind of fizzled off at the end there as well. So we... You need a guy like Rizzo to step up to anchor that middle of the order. You need Giancarlo to step up to be that four or five hitter, wherever you want to put him. Um, yeah, is Volpe going to come back? And, and you know, at the end of the year, he did pretty well. But is he going to be as consistent as possible? The what-ifs. And we know the Orioles have done it. So it's one of those things where who's going to step up? This is only good for baseball. So the AL East is going to be alive and well. Um you know, what the Blue Jays, I mean, we're thinking the Rays are always going to be in it. So it's going to be a fun, fun year. I can't wait to see and see who else makes some more acquisitions. So that's um, still got some time left. This is two playoff teams. Don't don't get it twisted. Both these guys are going to be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of in what position. True. Well, well everyone thought the Yankees would be in the playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah. I'll take I'll still take the over. Yeah, better team this year. 
agree. But I'm just older saying, team though. That's the thing. Old, they're they keep getting older team. and older. They're an old team. The Orioles are super young. Can I mean, Stanton that... stay healthy? That's the key for me. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, him and Rodon, those are the two. Yep. Those Rizzo's, two Rizzo's the key for me. I like that. Lefty he's a pretty stick. consistent player. Yeah. Lefty stick. He's going to probably hit behind Judge, and he's going to continue to. He's just going to give that lineup length in the sense of, okay, we pitched around Judge, or we got Judge out because Judge will strike out. Then it's going to go to Rizzo. If Rizzo hits. 300 like he was hitting before his concussion or mm-hmm. his collision with Tatis. He all of a sudden, I'm not saying you pitch to judge. I'm saying it lengthens that lineup. He ha- he puts together great at-bats. I see him getting 100 stakes this year, especially with those two dudes in front of him. And I know Judge mm-hmm. is going to take a lot of his RBIs, but with Rizzo hitting behind those guys, I think it's going to, as long as they go left, right, left, I think it's going to really be conducive for – Rizzo to, you know, put together some at-bats where he's just getting his RBIs. He's just driving a single to the left center gap for two stakes. Yep. doesn't You don't need the big one for him. Just, just find a way of getting it done. All right. So let's spend a few minutes on the signings that we didn't get to. And let's start with the Minnesota Twins. Because did you see what they did this weekend? They, they promised they were going to use the money that they saved on the Jorge Polanco deal and spend it. And they did very quickly with Carlos Santana, like Kratzy mentioned. So Santana signs a one-year contract. He's 37 years old. They saved $6.5 million from the Jorge Polanco deal. They spent just about all of it just now on Santana, who we had heard connections with the Brewers at one point earlier this offseason, who obviously signed Reese Hoskins. But it's one year, $5 million bucks. And at this point in his career and knowing how the Twins operate, he's probably going to platoon a lot against left-handed pitching because the on-base percentage for him is still excellent against left-handed pitching. So that's what you'll see from him. You don't want him probably as a full-time everyday guy, although he's been durable. But Yeah, my question is where, where's he going to play, though? It, for space and DH. Over uh, not only Kirilov, who's the other guy? Uh, well, Kirilov is who he'll but who's, They with. have the other guy, too. Um, gosh, the other, the other left I'll get the – depth chart up for you. Uh, I mean, he well, he, it was Solano last year, yeah. but he's and then gone. they put Polanco at first at one point, right? And Polanco's gone, so didn't I Julian, think they're going to. Didn't Julian place him first? And no, then that he's big, he's a second baseman guy. Okay, and then the big, the big donkey that hit the lefty that came up and was hitting some dingers. That's not Kirilov, the other one. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. Well, Miranda's going to come back this year, but he can play some. He's, he's third, third base. base. He was third base. Yeah. yeah, but then Lewis is probably going to Royce hopefully Lewis play is your third, third baseman. Base. Correa's your shortstop. Julian's oh, your second baseman. He's yeah. a big donkey. He's hitting balls yeah. in the, the third. Le- yeah, not, that's what I'm saying. It's not Kirilov. It's the other one. They have another guy, big giant guy. Okay. Lefty. But he, Are you looking at their depth chart? Yeah, on first base, it's Kirilov, Miranda, Farmer, Julian, and Junior Severino. What about what about oh. outfield? outfield? I think he might have is... DH'd more. But Santana fits right into this. Santana, when he came over to the – to the Brewers, the Brewers strikeout rate went it went down by for the two months that he was there, it went down by almost two strikeouts a game. Now it was like one of the worst in the league, but maybe he can bring this Larnick. to the lineup. Yeah. What was his name? Larnick. Trevor Larnick is the Yeah, athlete. Larnick. I didn't know that's who you're talking about. And then they cool have Walner too. too. There's a lot. And there's also more coming too. Brooks Lee mm-hmm. is a dude that went, I think. Eight overall a couple of years ago. Guy, He's a middle infielder. He's a middle infielder guy. But that's that's why the Polanco trade was easy for them. 
in their minds because they felt like they already have a logjam. I mean, you can make the case they didn't need Carlos Santana. Yeah, but but, you had some depth there. Yeah, but he brings all that back. Sure. That's why. Do we think they have the best bullpen? Do we do we have yes. that tweet? We could show it at some point. Do, Can do I they say have the best in the bullpen game? in the American League? I mean, Fangraphs projects them as the best bullpen in the American League with Duran at the back end. Yeah, Brock Stewart, Griffin Jacks, Justin Topa, who they just acquired from Seattle. There it is. Our friend Aaron Gleeman, who joins the show sometimes. And there's Caleb Thielbar, Kratz's buddy. They just signed Jay Jackson, and that's a major league deal, so you would mm-hmm. imagine that he's going to – make the team and there's still more. So I will they say this. Dudes. They got, some, they got dudes. some dudes in that bullpen. They bring, They're the heavy favorites to win the division. Of course they got dude. Yeah. They got a lot of dudes. They're star, I was still, uh, their starters still scare me a little bit, but their bullpen is stacked. Their lineup is stacked too. If healthy. Funderburg is nasty when he's right. They just I mean, strike out too much. Their lineup strikes out too much for me, but it worked last year. But that's why I think that's where I think, the door is open, but their bullpen is so deep, and they bring funk from every angle, and the velocity is just – it's suffocating. You know how it is playing in the division, guys. Like, you play in that division, and you're like, okay, we got a two-run lead. It's fine. Oh, man, they're bringing in Thielbar. Like, he's pumping 96 with that curveball from the left side. Like, that's that's a slow – that's a slow slow thrower in that pen. <laughs> You know, Johan is bringing the noise at as a closing, throwing that splitter. What did he, what did he throw a splitter splinker. at? Like 101? It's a splinker. <laughs> uh, like, they, I think they're the best bullpen in the game right now. But you said they're voted as American League. Who would be the best? Well, Fangraphs the calls them the best in the American League. I don't know. I, I'd have to look at what they said for National League. I mean, I don't know who else is in Braves? The the Braves have a really good off bullpen. The top of my head is the Astros bullpen, though. Yeah, but that's with Hader, Abreu, and Presley is pretty damn good. That's I really good, like the Braves guys bullpen. Have, these guys are like six deep. You talk about like burning your bullpen out. Like these guys are six deep going into the end of this end of the postseason. There, <laughs> you can use any three on any given day. And they okay. have a horse. They have a horse in Pablo Lopez, who yeah has that guy. He's the solidifying when everyone else is going to maybe go five or six. Yeah. He's the only one I feel really good about, though. That's the thing. Their rotation mm-hmm. is not, to me, that sexy for the playoffs. No. Ober. What are they going to do with Joe Ryan. Ryan? Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan. Remember Joe Ryan? Joe Ryan didn't even want to pitch him in the playoffs last year. It was, yeah. It was a literally like, who's going to pitch? Who's going to start this game? Because they went Gray, Lopez, and they, yeah, Ober, they I think, started. Like two innings. Not yeah, well, they were only – before the game, they said uh, – Rocco's like, he gets nine hitters, and that's and it. One time, and they didn't even reach nine hitters. He got nine hitters, and that was it. He, he, you know, I think he got nine. He, he did exactly one time. He got time. nine, and he, then, whoop, he's out. Well, Took the, the under. Yeah, the, the thing with Joe, I mean, apparently he's been still tinkering with his secondary stuff, trying to figure out what to pair with the fastball, and yeah. so you're seeing some of this trial and error get played out. Um, I will say the Braves, Rysel Iglesias, A.J. Minter, Joe Jimenez, Aaron Bummer, Tyler Matzek, who's now back, Reynaldo Lopez, if he doesn't end up being a starter. Uh, remember Yanoa, who was pretty good? Yeah. He's back. And and Ray Kerr, who had a great little run with the Padres. Pierce Johnson, who you know I really liked when he came over, and obviously he shoved for them right off the jump. Dude, it, it's a That's really a good bullpen. bullpen. That's a really good-looking bullpen in my mind. Philly's bullpen's good, too. Philly bullpen's good. All right, so let's get to the White Sox bullpen before we slap hands because I want to get to those moves, too. So Bob <laughs> Nightingale talking us through a busy day for the White Sox with a couple trades. 
um, none involving Dylan Cease. So they acquired Dominic Fletcher from the Diamondbacks for Christian Mena and Send. Here's the big part, the name that maybe some people know if they've seen him in the bigs. Gregory Santos goes to the Mariners. And he's had some elbow issues, but he's got five years of control. The dude I've seen touch 103, and he can locate it. And in return, they're getting Prelander, Baroa, Zach Deloach, and the 69th pick, Giggity, in the draft. So did you see Gregory Santos this past mm-hmm. season? He was good closer. He's their best reliever. He was. But, well, they had Bummer, who they got five guys for. Right. Now they it, got three guys for him. I mean, listen, Chris Getz is trying to revamp the roster. I, yeah. give him, I give him a ton of credit. Now, is he getting guys that can help you win a World Series? Maybe. But, I mean, who's their right fielder right now? Dominic Fletcher or Gavin Sheet or uh, what was the Oscar Kolak, right? These are all moves that are like, okay, they're just gathering depth and trying to figure it out. But they need Colson Montgomery. They need Schultz, the lefty, to come up and be stars for them if they're going to ever get back to competing. But these are nice moves by Chris Getz. They're getting rid of some of their value guys. 69th pick. I know we, I know how much you love traffic trades, Scott. But I do. I mean, listen <laughs> – I mean, listen, if Perlander, Baroa, and Zach Deloach turn out to be big league players, it's a win for the White Sox. Gregory Santos, though, is probably going to be a stud. And the Mariners have been able to develop yeah. relievers. I mean, he's got a great arm. He does. He I, I think arm. there's some injury concerns but there. listen, sell high on him. Yeah. Because what's he going to close for you, the White Sox? 25 games for you? Right. I mean, come on. Let's Dude, let's be realistic I, this year. I, I got to look back, Todd Father. That might be one of my spots. I got to look at the win-loss. Because (laughs) their bullpen is going to be atrocious. And when you're a bad team, if you have a bad bullpen, that's where you get the 100 lost teams. That's your 100 lost locks. Now, they added John Brebby and Tim Hill. That's like the the veteran depth there. But that's it. Yeah, but Tim Hill had like a five-year last I know. Stuff-wise, there's not much in that bullpen right now. You guys ever play chess? Yes. No. The White Sox, everyone else... (laughs) Everyone else is moving moving their key pieces around. The White Sox just keep moving their pawns. They're like one space up, one space. They move their knight, you know, they'll move their knight out and then they'll put their knight back. Like, what are we doing? The Royals, like, you can make moves. You can make moves better than this. Come on, Jerry. Get off your wallet. <laughs> I think they're quietly rebuilding. They're 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 doing it, yes. Yeah. They're doing depth right now. Yes. And last thing I'll say, and we'll get to it more tomorrow if we get the money eventually, is Phil Maton, who is a pretty good reliever on the free agent market who gets scooped up by the Rays. The Rays don't do this very often. So if they do it, they usually think like there's another level to unlock. Remember, they signed Zach Eflin, which they never do. And that was one of the biggest deals they've ever signed. Zach Eflin had a career year. Mm -hmm. He was really freaking good last year. So put some money on on Phil Maton having a good season this coming year if he's healthy. Eflin wouldn't come on, though. What? Okay, then I hate him. No, oh, at the golf tournament. At oh, he's well, focused. Him, We're going to get him in Port Charlotte. It was a practice day. Him and, him and uh, Deekman were sitting at the bar having coffee. I'm like, hey, you guys want to come on? They said We no. don't do that stuff. So. I'm like, okay. What? Zach. No. Are we gonna- uh, I promise. Uh, ask uh, the guys, the interns over there with me. You know Mike why? I think I know why. He, why. I got my thousandth hit off Eflin, and he's still mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he remembers that. Yeah, totally remembers that. It probably had a video montage and everything. They were like, "Stop the game, give him the ball." Thank yeah, you. He, he's still mad. If, if he knew, got to do it when I'm not on the show. He's scared. Okay, he's scared. Fair. We'll tell him that you retired. You're not in the league anymore. He can relax. All right. <laughs> not giving away any trade secrets. All right. We'll try to get him in Port Charlotte. Let's slap hands. Mm. 
collage of players in that <laughs> Should we redo the collage? Do you want it? I mean, a lot of those guys aren't even on those teams anymore. Oh, well, then we'll redo it. Claudia, hey. you're being called out. We're going to redo the slap hands collage. Claudia did a great cartoon collage. When the season restarts. When the season restarts. Oh, okay. okay. You got to give people something to look forward to for the season. Yeah. I mean, we got the Nats, the Royals in there. I mean, we, it's like, we got the studs. Yeah. Okay. Because we don't talk about those teams as much since they're kind of quiet lately. So no, we got them we in the picture. We throw the A's and the Rockies in there. We really got a <laughs> problem. Top. All right. We got, we got two things in slap hands. So, number one, Joey Votto was at the NHL All-Star game, and he was having a, a freaking time. And apparently Gritty big-leagued him. And then Gritty was trying to be like, oh, dude, what did he say? Where like, you at? Oh, where, where are you? What did he say? Sit. Where are you? Sit. Where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? And, and Votto freaking just laid him out and posted it and said, you had your chance. I'll never forgive you. Go Penguins. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's real. Always, always a Philly person screwing up. Isn't that something? Jeez. God. Gritty. <laughs> gritty. What a, what a mascot Gritty is. But easily is. the best sweaters in the game. The Flyers sweaters. Easily. I'll take the Blackhawks for three. No. Come on. Devils, baby. Todd Father Devils all day. Uh, number two. Kratz Hats is back. Is this Anybody a South know African what this hat? Is? No. Jason, that Kelsey, is, Jason and Travis Kelsey were just talking about it on their. Is that a watermelon head? Backyard yep. baseball. Backyard baseball melon heads. Mm. This hat is fire. And I would love to see backyard baseball come back. Put that, John, on your phone. I would agree. Love it. I agree, too. I have a whole story I'll tell you off the air about backyard baseball. I got some inside, inside stuff. And then Ooh. lastly. Uh, oh, what do we grade that? I'm giving that a A minus because I love backyard baseball. I don't even know what backyard baseball is, but I'd like to <gasps> yeah. I never, I never, I never played it either. Is that like Sandlot? Well, you guys were playing for real, but the the losers who couldn't hit a baseball played backyard baseball. Kratz and me. Yep. <laughs> All right. Cool. Sorry, we don't have you know a ton of dingers in the show, but <laughs> we do what we can. Um, Ken Rosenthal's fair territory is up in Adam, so check it out. He covers the Corbin Burns trade. He covers the Dodger Fest talk that we got into as the villains now in Major League Baseball, the evil empire, has switched over to L.A. Giants open rotation spot. The dude and dork the week. Bunch of questions for Ken. Always a gem. It's a must listen. Okay. And other guests this week as we're working our way out of here, Jeff Francoeur, Zach Britton, and Buck Showalter all coming up tomorrow. You guys ready for Buck? I can't wait for Buck. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for Buck. Adam Jones back on the show tomorrow. Later this week, Max Muncie, Quentin Berry, David Stearns, mm. new head honcho of the New York Mets, Josh Hader, maybe a little Bobby Wood Jr. Gosh, we could, I mean, listen, if we could have got Bobby Wood Jr. today after we had Corbin Burns on the day he got traded, that would be that would have been epic. Friday was special. Yeah. But before we go, I have to wish it's my son's birthday today. So I have hey. to wish my son 17. Happy birthday today. I nice. uh, hope you have a great day, son. What'd you get him? I can't tell you. He hasn't opened it yet. Doesn't matter. He doesn't watch the show. Good point. <laughs> we took him to dinner last night. He's, you know, he'll open his presents tonight. I'll let you know tomorrow what we got him. Do you guys, do, you guys do a cool dinner a, for birthdays? A new car. Uh, he already has that. He already got that. Um, oh. No, we just, he picked where he wanted to go. And we went Which to is? this place. It's, uh, it's this new Chinese place that opened here. It's like a dumpling place. 
Don Pling. So that's where he wanted to go. He picked it. We let him pick. Don Pling's for dinner for your birthday. Let's go. Should All right, I we'll see my, everyone. What? Should I wear my 2014 American League Championship ring tomorrow since we're having Jonesy, Britton, and Buckshow water on? Yes, if, if you were ever going to do it, Tuesday is the time to do it, okay? So, Kratz, do that. I'll wear the FT shirt, and we'll see everyone on Tuesday. What are you going to wear for Frenchie? Eh, teammate. True. Braves jersey. Bye, everybody. See you Tuesday. Congrats, Bobby Witt Jr. You're rich. We've got a new offer for the FT fam with the same bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L. Bet $5, get $158 instantly. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook app of at least $5, and you'll receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app, sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account, Place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you've placed a bet, you'll receive $158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Again, that's bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.